It's Karen and Ron. A miniseries dedicated to you, the listener, and no one else. What are you doing? Going off script. Sounds like you're going off the rails. You good? No, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, just, just cue the music. Yeah. I could be well moved if I were as you. If I could pray to move, prayers would move me. But I am constant as the northern star, of whose true fixed and resting quality there is no fellow in the firmament. The skies are painted with unnumbered sparks. They are all fire, and every one doth shine. Oh, Caesar. But Karen, you don't come in yet. Caesar has like another paragraph of narration before Cinna comes in. Ugh, can we just skip a little? All this play is is a bunch of hours of guys monologuing. Uh, uh, skip a little, but but this is good stuff. Ooh, let's get to the stabbing. Karen, Julius Caesar is a great play. It is an epic story of majesty, friendship, and betrayal. Enemies become friends. Friends become enemies. One of the greatest generals in history lies dead on the floor of his own forum. Jeez, you sound exactly like Mr. Robinson. Are you going to sign a five-page paper on Act 3 of the play, too? Hey, you know what? You, you chose to be in this class with me. I didn't force you. You're right about that. But you think for all that majesty and betrayal you're talking about, Shakespeare would have written something a little more action-packed. <laughs> I guess, but I wouldn't send that complaint to him. What do you mean? Well, you said that Shakespeare wrote the play Julius Caesar. Yeah. But, but he didn't write it. What? The playwright behind this play and others like Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. It's, it's not the man named William Shakespeare. Okay, Sherlock. If it's not Shakespeare, who wrote them? Uh, it could have been one other guy, it could have been a bunch of different people, but the one thing is certain, it's not the man whose name is on this book. Alright, Ron. i really rather not work on this dumb paper right now, so tell me about the fake Shakespeare. Change my mind. Karen, tell me, what do you know about Shakespeare? Well, uh, that he is an English poet and playwright, he wrote famous plays like Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, and obviously Julius Caesar forcing us to read them hundreds of years later. Well, that's right. He's an English playwright, and he's accredited with about 39 plays that he either wrote himself or is a collaborator on, and he penned about 154 sonnets. The man named William Shakespeare was born in the English town of Stratford-upon-Avon, in the region of Warwickshire, in England in the year 1564. If we review the little information about his personal life, we see that at 18 years old, he married a woman named Anne Hathaway. He had three children with her, the eldest Susanna, and two twins, Hamnet and Judith. It's not very clear, but sometime between 1585 to 1592, where he would have been about 21 to 28 years old, Shakespeare traveled to London, where he worked as an actor and writer. He had a successful career in the city, and he was even part owner of a playing company, the Lord Chamberlain's Men, which became later on the King's Men, not affiliated with the movie. 
There aren't many specifics about this time. However, history only tells us that around 1613, Shakespeare left London and went back to his hometown, where he died three years later, in 1616, at the age of 52. Okay, that all sounds fine. Nothing seems suspicious there, Ron. On the surface, yes, but listen a little harder. Shakespeare was born in the town of Stratford-upon-Avon, and then he traveled to London, only to return to his hometown. He never traveled outside of England. Keep that in mind, I will come back to that. But second, just think about the amount of time he spent writing and acting in London over 20 years of his life. Yeah, he was writing all the plays and sonnets that you were talking about. Sure, but in that amount of time, you wouldn't think that he would write at least a little bit about himself. Uh, he obviously was prolific in his time. Why not, you know, jot down some notes about your life, Write, Write something down. Well, he did. He has written in as an author for all those plays. On the title pages, yes, he is written in as an author, but, but guess what? There are many different spellings of the name Shakespeare. So, so even though it is written into those documents as Shakespeare, we don't know that it is the William Shakespeare from the town of Stratford-upon-Avon. We don't know if that's even how he spelled his name. Don't we have some historical remains of a signature? Something to at least compare it to? Sure we do. We have six scraps of paper that are actually from that time period said to be examples of Shakespeare's own writing. The problem is that these scraggly written signatures are all spelled in different ways. And not only that, they look like they've been written by different people. Just look it up on your phone right now if you Google search William Shakespeare signature and you can see it. Huh, you're right. They do look kind of different. But that can't be the only reason to discount him as an author. A lot of people write their signature differently all the time. But do those people spell their name differently each time? I, I guess not. But with a signature, sometimes you lose some of the letters, you know? Hey, and wait, didn't you say he was part of the Chamberlains? Chamberlains, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Couldn't one of his buddies vouch for him? Didn't anyone else write about Shakespeare? Uh, they did. Shakespeare's contemporaries did talk about him in their writings because he was very popular in his time. But you know where the sticking point is there, though? They never mention him as a playwright. They only explicitly call him an actor. Well, maybe in the pieces he was mentioned in, he was the main actor. That could be true, but that only aids in the argument against him being a playwright. He is credited with being an actor. Huh, I guess that is a tricky situation. But what about the other thing you told me to keep in mind, about how he only lived in England? Does that not help Shakespeare's case? Well, actually, no, it doesn't. Remember I told you that he was born in the town of Stratford-upon-Avon? He then worked in London and then went back to his hometown. In that time, there is no record of him ever leaving the country, only spending his time working and writing in England. And on the surface, that doesn't seem weird. What's the issue there? The issue is, Karen, that, that writing plays like Hamlet or Julius Caesar requires an education way beyond what he would have received in his elementary education in his hometown. He needed to go to university and to travel to be exposed to the stories of, say, the Prince of Denmark in Hamlet and the tragedy of Julius Caesar, dictator of Rome in the play Julius Caesar. Couldn't he have read about them in school? Those stories were a part of history when Shakespeare would have been getting his basic education, right? Sure they were, and he very well could have, but isn't it kind of hard to believe that the greatest body of literature in the English language could have been manufactured by someone without the experiences of the world beyond what he knows? That's not fair to say. Didn't Mr. Robinson say that writers in the time period didn't really introduce a lot of themselves into their work? Like they just wrote about the past. 
True, and, and that's a good point. But even if you factor that in, there's is still the part of his exposure to these stories and the ability to write them into a piece of art because if there is no need to, to travel or to have higher education and the great experiences that come with both of those things, then Shakespeare must have had a tremendous imagination to even begin to write about that. Yes, you say it like it's an issue. Well, you just told me that the writers in his time did not really place themselves in the work. Yeah. Well, isn't imagination inherently selfish? How? Imagination draws from past experiences and forms new thoughts with those ideas. You cannot simply, like, will something into being within your mind. For example, Shakespeare could not simply will the story of Romeo and Juliet into his mind, right? He had to have experienced it in some way, say, in his basic schooling. Then, in order to create the more grand story and the world that the play talks about, he had to draw some inspiration from his imagination, from his personal experiences. And that introduces the self into the, the work. into the work. Right, right. And it goes against what Mr. Robinson was talking about in class. Correct. Oh, okay then, wait a minute. Who did write all these plays? Uh, that is a big question because there are many people thought to be the authors of these plays. But the main idea behind each person is that they are more well-traveled, uh, university trained within the big schools of England, and they belong to bigger, more aristocratic families, which uh, helps them do all these things, like like attend school and pay for it. Yes, some things never change. Uh, I guess not. We we do have the names of some of these people, though. The most famous and most likely would be a man named Francis Bacon, who was a philosopher, scientist, and statesman. He was super smart. He developed what we now know as the scientific method. Remember, question, research, hypo hypothesis, procedure, data, conclusions. Yes, I do remember from bio. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this is the guy that developed that system. Bacon was also an attorney general and Lord Chancellor of England. He was quoted as saying, quote, knowledge is power, for crying out loud. He was a highly intelligent person. And, and the theory here is that he is the most likely writer of the plays that are accredited to Shakespeare. Thus, the story goes as follows. In his time, Shakespeare was merely a mediocre actor in London from some small town trying to make it big, ultimately not doing a great job about it. And it was during that time in London that Bacon went to him and, and paid him to use his name on his own plays like Julius Caesar and Macbeth. So some rich fat cat came and paid him off? A simple person trying to make a name for himself? Yeah, and I never said the story was going to be a good one. And and you could argue that he actually did make a good name for himself. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing is that Shakespeare is one of those people that are considered to be the author of this body of work. It's just that the evidence is proving a lot of these things to not be entirely true. Whether it was Bacon or some other person or maybe a whole bunch of people who wrote these plays, the question of authorship is a big one. Remember, we're talking about the most famous body of work in the English language. How is it that one person was able to write it all? My vote would be on a wide array of people and a generation of work that came from those people, all inspired by similar things. I, I could agree with that. I mean, think about it. Look at the Lost Generation. It is a group of people that were just stunned after the First World War. They wrote about similar experiences and produced another great body of work. Look at like er Ernest Hemingway and, and F. Scott Fitzgerald. Books like Old Man in the Sea and, and the Great Gatsby are classics now. And each one of them came from the unique experiences of their authors. 
and they are a part of an overall generation's literary work, just like the work produced in the 20 years that Shakespeare was supposedly in London and active. Right. So, so is it so far-fetched that a bunch of different people worked on what is now known as Shakespeare's body of work? It wouldn't be too off-base, I guess. But I really think we should be getting back to this book report, Ron. It's not going to write itself. Yeah, I know, I know, but do you believe me? Thank you for listening to an episode of Karen and Ron. A podcast miniseries from The Logs. Please like, follow, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our merch store. With fresh styles inspired by The Logs. Get a transcription of the episode. By listening on YouTube. And above all, remember to laugh a little. Nailed it. No. I'm just going to leave that as, as a blooper at the end of one of the episodes after the uh. music. <laughs>